Welcome back to Talking Ball with B. It's been about a week since we last talked, since that Bucks Celtics game. In that time, it's been interesting. Bucks went three and one, and they've just kind of continued playing this weird basketball that we've seen all year. Like, they just can't seem to blow anybody out. They can't seem to put a whole four quarters together, and they've just been doing this all year. It's like the offense has picked it up a little bit, the defense picked it up a little bit, but they're still struggling. It doesn't matter who they play. They're always going to be in a close game, and that's just so different than the last few years that we've seen of Bucks basketball. I mean, under Bud, you wouldn't be surprised if they won a game by 30, you wouldn't be surprised if they blew a 10-point lead and couldn't finish down the stretch. That's just kind of what those teams were. You knew kind of early on, is this going to be a good night? Is this going to be a, a struggle? And there were a lot of those 20, 30-point wins where there was no adversity. And there were also a few, whenever it was close, those games were a real struggle. We just didn't have anybody who could close it out down the stretch. Uh, we had Giannis and Chris, but you can see with those two guys, like it was difficult. It was a struggle. You needed Chris to make shots. You needed them to make free throws, and it was always a struggle. Then you get to this year with Damian Lillard, new coach, Adrian Griffin. It is the complete opposite. They haven't, they've hardly blown anybody out. Um, maybe the one game was against, who was it? The Wizards or the Hornets? I think it was the Hornets when we won by like 30. But really, they did that all in the fourth quarter. And that's been the theme with this team. They turn it up in the fourth quarter. They can play three and a half quarters of just horrible, like lazy, uninspired basketball. And then as soon as they get to the fourth quarter with about eight minutes left, they ramp it up. And you've seen it. You've seen like what the presence of Damian Lillard does for this team. He is dominating in clutch time. He's got more clutch points than the rest of the Bucks roster combined. He makes his free throws. He keeps the scoreboard moving. And we've been able to pull out a lot of these games that we never would have won in previous years. So it's been very interesting. Like you, I just can't get a feel for this team because they play down to their competition, but they always seem to fight their way back when they've been playing poorly. Like, and they close it out last night. It finally didn't work out for them uh, against the bulls. But right before that, when we played the heat, um, a nightmare matchup for the Bucks for a very long time now. The Heat in Miami, we always struggle there. Even if they don't have their players, this time they didn't have Butler, they didn't have Hero, but I think they actually play better without Hero. Um, Bam definitely turned it up. This is the best he's ever been playing. He's so aggressive now. I feel like in years past, he would pump fake all the time. He would never actually shoot that mid-range jumper. He would never attack the basket. Now he's doing it without hesitation and he is dominating and he's by far the best defender on Giannis. So I think the heat played great and yet we still closed them out and it was all because we could execute down the stretch. I feel like that's just 
a huge, huge asset for this team with Lillard, with Middleton, with Giannis. They have three different scoring options, but mainly it's Lillard. Like he puts so much pressure on the defense. He's able to either get to the line or get somebody a wide open shot. And we've been able to close out these games. It's just something that we haven't been able to do in years past. But with all that being said, I still just don't have confidence in this team. Like, I'd strangely have confidence when we're down by 10 in the fourth quarter. I just feel like we've done it so many times this year. We can make that comeback. It's not out of reach. Nothing is out of reach. I mean, we saw that against the Trailblazers down by 26 in the third quarter. Yeah, it's just the Trailblazers, but anybody can have a hot night. Anybody. These are NBA players. There is not a bad team. Like, yes, there's some bad teams like the, the Pistons are terrible, and they gave us a run for our money, but these are all still NBA players. They can all have good shooting nights. They can all play well for a night. So a win is a win, and they were down by 26, and they made that comeback happen. So they've proven that they're never out of a game, but they haven't proven that they can just blow somebody out of the water yet. And I know that it definitely makes it more interesting to watch. I will say that. I've enjoyed watching the close games like in the Budenholzer era they'd be up by 30 you could just turn the game off like the whole fourth quarter would be the bench bench mob and the only reason to stick around for that was to see the Nasus throw down a dunk or something but I would I would like to see a couple of those games like I just want to see the effort for four quarters but I'm not sure they can do that because they just feel too old to me And I mean, I've been saying that for a couple of years now. They just feel too old, too unathletic, and they clearly just don't want to play defense for four quarters. So it's been a weird season for sure, but I'll give it to them. They make it interesting and they've made it entertaining. A few things I wanted to talk about on this episode. I got three really annoying things that just bother me that have been happening this season. And then there's a couple things that I just wanted to call out. I'll get all, I'll get to all of this later. Got a few positives and then got a few trade rumors that I wanted to address. So starting out, three really annoying things that I've noticed and that I'm sure a lot of you have noticed. Number one, Andre Jackson Jr. Everybody's lord and savior i like him he plays with energy and he really really brings it on defense which a lot of these guys just don't do but this dude outside of making those two three-pointers against the heat like he seems to for some reason somehow some way he's been making his threes i do not think that's like actually going to happen that's not I don't think that's going to continue throughout the season I hope it does but I just I'm pessimistic but this dude is Ben Simmons and it annoys me so much he gets the ball at the rim he's super athletic I mean you've seen the putback dunks yet he'll get the ball under the rim with nobody around him and his first instinct is to pass it out It drives me insane. Dude, you have a wide open dunk, wide open layup. Just take the shot. But like that's total Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons 
looks great when he goes for the putback dunk, but in clutch situations when he's got the ball under the hoop and nobody around him or a mismatch, he doesn't want to shoot. Now, Ajax, I'll give him credit, he's been shooting the threes and they've been going in, but it just really annoys me. Not saying these it's a big deal, but it annoys me. Number two, huge. Oh, this is probably the worst one, to be honest. This team never gets back on turnovers. If you watch, like their first instinct every time they turn the ball over, they'll jump in the air and try to block the pass that they're never going to block. And they do it all the time. Watch Beasley, especially. He's really bad at it. Um, as soon as they turn the ball over, it's an immediate jump in the air. But it's not just Beasley. It's all of them. Giannis does it. He's super lazy after a turnover, unless he's got a chase down block. Um, Chris, Chris does it all the time too. And he also does something even worse when he turns the ball over. He goes for the take foul, but then quickly realizes, oh, yeah, I can't do that anymore because they'll get a free throw. So he does a fake take foul and then just stops. And the other team's off on a fast break for a wide open layup or dunk. So I don't know. I mean, is it coaching? I don't think so. Obviously, nobody with a brain, no coach is going to be like, yeah, you guys, once you turn the ball over, you shouldn't try and get back on defense. You try and steal it back. So it's not on Griffin. It's on the players. Just lack of effort, lack of discipline, really annoying. Just if you turn the ball over, get back on defense as quickly as you can. Then number three on the really annoying things list. I've noticed this a lot. Dame Lillard does not get the same calls on the road. And I think that's going to be big come playoff time. If you noticed, whenever he does the at home, he drives to the hoop, feels the contact, jolts back and throws up a shot, and he gets the call pretty much every time. I feel like he hasn't gotten a single one of those on the road. So that's something to look for. That's how he gets a lot of his free throws. He's really good at selling that contact. But when they're on the road, you just don't get the same whistle. So. That's been really annoying. Hopefully that changes, but definitely stuck out to me. The next thing I want to talk about is there's a lot of people out there. I mean, we all were kind of scarred by the Jason Kidd experience, the whole energy and effort thing. And he just, he didn't care about the scheme. It was always energy and effort. That's the only reason that this team sucked. Well, we're getting the same thing with Adrian Griffin. It's it's a player thing. Like when they become head coaches, they know that energy and effort is obviously important. And we've seen that. Like the Bucks will sleepwalk through the first three and a half quarters, find themselves down by 10, and have to amp up their energy. And they do it. And then they create a comeback and they start actually playing good defense. So, To those people out there who are just like, oh my God, he's saying energy and effort. I can't believe this. This is Jason Kidd all over again. Bro, shut up. Do you watch the games? It is. like I feel like these guys, because they're old, a lot of them are lazy. A lot of them have bad habits. It is energy and effort a lot of the time. 
especially in the areas that the Bucks suck at, which is rebounding and transition defense. Like I just talked about how after a turnover, they'll just jump in the air and try and steal the pass instead of getting back. Rebounding is terrible. You guys got to watch these dudes. Giannis especially. I've never seen Giannis box anybody out. Brooke gets a lot of crap because he doesn't get the, the numbers for rebounds, but he boxes somebody out every possession. Brooke is incredible. I'm going to probably have a segment, I feel like, in every podcast where I just praise Brooke and say how much I love him because so much of this fan base is ungrateful and just doesn't appreciate what they have. But not me. I love Brooke Lopez. I feel like he is. I mean, the Bucks started winning when Brooke Lopez came to the team. It's not a coincidence. We saw what it looked like when he was injured that whole year. Their defense sucked. They were like, Nearly 500. Get Brooke Lopez back. We dominate again. But yeah, that was a tangent. Sometimes it is about energy and effort. I mean, we've seen it over and over again with these comebacks. The only dip, they're not changing schemes. The only thing that's different is they're trying harder. They're actually playing defense. Chris is out there actually trying to move his body, even though he can't because he's old. And injured. Dame is working his ass off. I think he's actually been fine on defense. Beasley, I mean, he turns it up. He tries, but I just don't think he's a very good defender. And we've seen what Giannis can do when he's locked in. He's an incredible rim protector. Same with Brooke. But they just, for three and a half quarters, they don't care about the little things. They don't box out. They don't understand how to attack for offensive rebounds. I was really annoyed by this in this Bulls game. I was watching Marjon and possession after possession after possession. The Bucks would put up a shot and he would attack from the corner to try and get an offensive rebound, but he goes directly under the hoop. The only way you're going to get a rebound under the hoop is if the ball goes through the net. Like I just didn't it just doesn't make any sense. You got to crash, but not too close. You get too close, the rebound's going to bounce right over you. It's what happened every single time. So just lack of effort and misplaced energy, I guess, with the with the offensive rebounding. But I just feel like those two things have been really annoying and negative so far, and they just got to figure that out, and then they'll be fine. So... Got all the bad stuff kind of out of the way. There have been some positives, and I kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but the clutch time performances have been incredible. Dame, still clutch. I feel like he's starting to shoot the ball a little better the last 10 games. Still doesn't feel like he's had a hot game yet, though. Once that happens, that's going to be great, but he's been super clutch. The whole team has really executed down the stretch. Even in that Bulls game, they ended up losing. They made the comeback. They made all the right plays to win in regulation. Just messed it up on defense at the end. But Dame's been super clutch. Number two positive, Giannis making clutch free throws. That is definitely a positive. He wasn't afraid of them. Wasn't afraid of the moment. Wanted the ball, even though 
A lot of people out there are freaking out. Why would you have Middleton passing it into Giannis? It's like, this is a regular season game. I don't really care. I just want Giannis to get the reps. He stepped up, super calm, knocked down both free throws, and he did it in Miami too. In Miami. Like, he's he's normally always worse on the road. He's terrible in Miami. But he knocked down those clutch free throws in the last two games. So that is a huge positive. And my last positive, I already kind of talked about this, but Brooke Lopez. Like, give this dude his flowers. He's been so good. Clutch buckets all the time. Like, imagine if we didn't have a floor spacing big out there who could knock down threes. This offense would look really rough. But Brooke has just consistently knocked down threes. And last night again, hits the clutch three-pointer against the Bulls to take the lead. Probably should have been the game-winning bucket, but couldn't figure it out on the defensive end. But he's just been dominating. I mean, that one game, 39 points. Next game, 30-plus again. Like, he is indispensable. Our defense is terrible without him. Yeah, sometimes he can look bad if there's a switch and he can't stay in front of a smaller quick guard, but that doesn't happen all that often. And every time it looks bad, it's because Brooke is helping somebody else who can't stay in front of their man. It's never Brooke's fault. Like, it's hardly ever Brooke's fault. I feel like he erases so many mistakes. He's been just as good as ever, and he's getting up there in age, too. It's incredible what he's doing. Seven foot one, monster of a human being. And he's still out there dominating. So he's definitely been a huge positive. Before I forget, I wanted to mention that the in-season tournament has been pretty fun. I was kind of indifferent about it when they announced it. But anything that makes games more entertaining, more competitive at the beginning of the season, I'm all for it. And I feel like it's worked. The jerseys in the courts are horrendous, and they should just forget about all that. I'd much rather they do like a everybody has a retro jersey and a retro court. Like imagine if the Bucks had that purple court, just actually brought back the whole purple theme, everything from the early 2000s, late 1990s. That would be so fun. Um, I think they should definitely do that, but... But as far as the games go, it's been really fun. The Bucks ended up 4-0 in their group, so they get to play the Knicks again. And if they beat the Knicks in Milwaukee, then they're going to Vegas, and they'd have a chance to probably play the Celtics, either the Celtics or Pacers. I think, I mean, I get a little worried because our team's so old, and it's like, do you really want them playing extra games? But these games are going to be fun to watch, so I'm all for it. Hopefully they can pull out a dub on Tuesday against the Knicks and then go to Vegas. I feel like this is going to be fun to watch. So yeah, those are the quick thoughts on the in-season tournament. So the last part of this podcast, oh man, it's tough to talk about, but this is going to be the Bobby Portis segment. Bobby, Bobby, like mayor of Milwaukee, energy guy nobody gets the fans going like Bobby Portis 
but he's just been bad. He's always been bad on defense, and he just can't shoot anymore. Like, it's really weird. He had that, that first year with the Bucks, 40-plus percent on threes. Just If he was shooting it, you thought it was going in. Now he can't buy a three-pointer. That game against the, uh, was it the Blazers? Yeah, the, the big comeback. He finally got a three-pointer to go. It bounced off the rim, bounced off the top of the backboard, and fell in. But that's how it feels. It's like pulling teeth for him to actually make a three-pointer. And outside of that game, like, he just hasn't been good. In the big, big meaningful games, he's just not impactful. He can't, he's not a good defender. And it's been really unfortunate, like, I want him to do really well. Like I can't, I couldn't get on board the, the beginning of the season when people started talking about, oh, you might need to trade Bobby. I was like, there's no way. Like he, he is the mayor of Milwaukee. He has this deep connection with Bucks fans. Like my stepdad Charlie, if you're listening to this, I know you probably hate this segment, but like that's how people felt. Everybody loves Bobby, but he's just not been good and. He's our biggest trade asset right now, and we need a wing defender. I would be very worried about our uh, big man depth if we did decide to move on from Bobby, but that's the way it's looking. Like It's more and more likely every day that Bobby's going to get traded the way it's playing out right now. He hasn't been good. We really need a wing defender, and for some reason he can't shoot. It's like with the shooting. Have you guys watched his three-point shot? He's releasing it lower and in front of him, and it's like line drive straight at the hoop. None of them look like they have a chance of going in. It's so weird because you move him into the mid-range, and it's just fine, but from three-point range, it's wildly different, it feels like, from the last couple of years. His release just looks so different. It's so weird, but... Yeah, not fun. So, trade Bobby, I feel like I go back and forth. I wasn't on the bandwagon, but then he'll have games like he's had the last couple weeks, and it's like every other game. Seriously, it's every other game. One game he does good, I'm like, nah, can't. we can never trade Bobby. You see what he's doing? See how he's pumping up the crowd? See how people are chanting, are doing the Bobby chant? Then the next game comes around, he scores four points, is liability on defense, and you're like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm on the Bobby trade Bobby bandwagon. So we'll see how that goes, but the way it's playing out right now, I think he's probably destined to be on a different team after the trade deadline. And it just feels so wrong saying that. I feel like it would just be a really bad karma move, to be honest. And that brings me to the last rumor, and... Very conflicted on this, just like I am with the Bobby situation. I love him, love Bobby, but it feels likely he's going to be gone. And this person, I've hated. I have despised my entire life as a Bucks fan, as an NBA fan. But he's in trade rumors. I mean, I don't even know how feasible it would be, but that dude is... Marcus Smart. 
and it's disgusting even uttering that name, but uh, like he feels a need that the Bucks have, and that is perimeter defense. And it would be great theater have Marcus Smart on the Bucks and Drew Holiday on the Celtics, but oh, that feel it just feels terrible. I tweeted a while back that under no circumstances ever did I want Marcus Smart on this team. I just he is the worst flopper. I mean, it's a tight race between him, Lowry, Harden, Embiid, some other guys that I can't think of right now. But Oh man, it's it's so tough. Like, what side are you guys on? I don't know. He definitely would make us better, without a doubt. But that would feel so wrong to root for that dude. He's been such a thorn in the Bucks side for his entire career, and just been a player I had zero respect for. Yet all of his shenanigans would actually probably help the Bucks. I'm not gonna lie. And you know it would tear Bill Simmons apart. So that's one good thing. I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think the Bucks would do that? Do you want the Bucks to do that? It's interesting. Like, could you really tell yourself as a Bucks fan, yeah, let's trade Bobby and let's bring in Marcus Smart? That just feels wrong in so many ways. Yet, it's something that could potentially happen, you know. I don't know. I'm conflicted. That's how I feel about this whole season. Conflicted. I guess last thing I want to bring up is just our where I think we are in the standings. Bill Simmons was just on his podcast today saying he doesn't think the Bucks are a threat in the East. He's more scared of Miami. He ranked Philly a better, like the second best team in the East, yet he thinks Miami is the the team he's most worried about that doesn't make sense to me, but sure. I do agree. I'm very worried about Miami and I'm more scared of them than my, uh, than Philly, but he's really dismissive of the bucks and I kind of get where he's coming from, but also I feel like he's really downplaying the impact that Dame has in the clutch. And we've seen it like, doesn't matter who we're playing at the end of games he's been able to figure it out get us across the finish line the problem is are we going to be too far away by the time the end of the fourth quarter comes around to catch up and against the good teams that's happened a couple times we were just in too big of a hole to come back from but we try our best and Dame's been great in the clutch. So like we're playing a bunch of playoff games right now in the regular season. Boston's blowing everybody out. Feels like the roles are just kind of switched. We're getting a lot of good reps right now yet. We shouldn't be getting these reps because the teams we're playing aren't that good yet. We're in close games with everybody. So I'm conflicted. But right now, Boston's by far top seed in the East. Philly's good. But if it come like come playoff time, Boston and Miami are the two that I'm worried about. Very worried. Because 
Both of those teams have our number. They have so much confidence going against us. Yet, I don't think they're giving us enough credit. I just feel like even with the defense, even with all that stuff, our offense, our clutch performance is going to be so much better than it was in the past. And if they can turn it up like they've shown in these games at the end of end of the fourth quarter, if they can turn it up on defense like that a little earlier, I mean, we got a good chance. It's been fun. It's been annoying. It's been excruciating. <laughs> but it's been entertaining. And I feel like this is how you're supposed to be as a fan. If people are just trying to keep you from being upset after a loss, it's like, no, the whole point of being a fan is you live and die with every game, especially if you're invested like like most of us are. So continue getting annoyed at these stupid losses. Continue being exhilarated when we have a 26-point comeback. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm a little worried, but strangely confident at the same time. So we'll see how it goes. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.